Welcome to the 9 to 5 Killers podcast, an explorative and insightful journey inside the minds of some of the most successful entrepreneurs who have killed their day jobs to pursue their passions. Streets raise me, born in 80s baby, Lord save me, cause today I'm going crazy with this bullshit, 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 crazy with this bullshit, bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 9 5 Killers podcast. I'm sitting here with a gentleman, because you got to start that off. A gentleman, a author, singer, motivational speaker, speaker, and my friend, King Cavalli. Give it up, ladies and gentlemen, for King Cavalli. Hey, hey. How's everybody doing? How you feeling, King? Feeling amazing. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be here. Great to be here. Have you with me on this um, podcast. So I'd like to give a shout out to my boy, Prentice. This is his studio um, that you see here. It's Metro. Metro Podcast Studio today, and I just wanted to give a shout out and, th- and thank you for blessing us with this lovely situation here. And um, we're gonna just get into things. I want to start off first and foremost. I know people like to ask where people are from, but I like to start off with the name. Okay. Now, first of all, is this your is this your name? Your your born your your birth name, or is this something that you picked up? Tell me um, about the name. So it's King Cavalli or Leonardo? King Cavalli. Yeah. So King Cavalli. That um that is my artist's name. Um, as you mentioned, I, I am a singer, I'm a songwriter, um, but with King Cavalli, that really came from the fact that, you know, I was homeless at one point, you know, and, and that's where I really found my value, you know, and you find out who's really riding for you when you have nothing else to offer, you know, and I remember that was the lowest point in my life and I was sleeping on my friend's mom's couch, <laughs> you know, you're low if you're sleeping on somebody else's else's couch, um, and she used to wake me up and say, good morning, King, how you feeling? And I'm like, I, I don't. I don't even know who you're talking to right now because I'm I'm busted. I I don't have a haircut. I don't have a job. I'm nothing, you know. And somehow you're you're still calling me a king. And she's like, it's not about you know the, the crown you know on the outside. It's a crown on the inside. You know what I mean? Like wow. a king is still a king without a crown. Wow, that's you know? that's that's a beautiful story. I, I wasn't expecting that. Right. That was beautiful. So the thing that I'm curious about is so you you mentioned I I had no idea about that you were ever homeless. All right. Please tell me about, like, tell me about your family life and how did you come to the point of you being homeless? Right, right. So, you know, as long story, as short as possible, uh, you know, my, my parents are from Sierra Leone, West Africa, um, you know, worked really hard, came over here. My father became a chemist, mother became an RN. But for me, the the turning point in my life was when I had gotten married and then unfortunately divorced, you know. Um, and then, you know, just kind of went into this deep, dark depression, you know. And before that time, I was... You know, very successful coming right out of college, uh, instantly making six figures working for a law firm. You know, dream car. I was building a home. My wife had like a $10,000 ring. You know what I mean? Like things were really great. Then after the divorce, um, you know, just started getting into into trouble, started doing the wrong things, um, getting into bad deals left and right. Moved out to California to do music um, as that took off. And then things just kind of fell apart, you know. And then all of a sudden, even with a great college degree, I wasn't able to find a job, you know, no matter, nothing was opening up and I was watching my life just getting ripped, you know, piece by piece uh, apart from me, like from losing your car to losing your house. And then all of a sudden you're couch hopping and I'm like, how did this happen? So that's kind of how it happened from top to bottom. Wow. Wow. So I'm going to get into how I've come to know you. Okay. Now, about a couple of years ago, I went to a I met a promoter in um, in Brooklyn. I take photo, photos and I met this promoter. He was dressed really nicely. Forget his name at the moment. But 
he mentioned that he was doing an event and he was dressed pretty nicely. So I was thinking, you know, I like places where people are dressed nice. So I said, let, right. me, let me give this promo- promoter a chance and go to his event. Right. So I show up to this uh, beautiful loft space. And I mean, first of all, I don't usually check my jacket. It was the wintertime, I remember, or it was cold. Right. I don't usually check my jacket, but there was a beautiful lady. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to give a, it up. There was a beautiful lady at Coat Check. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to... I'm gonna check my coat in, right. you know, because I don't normally leave my coats in. It was in a loft space. It wasn't in a in a um, a club or anything. Right. So I go into this loft space, and the I, the sounds, the music was there. There was wine, and the first thing I check when I go to places like that is how are the men dressed, right? Because women always come dressed to the nine. It's For the sure. men that you know. If I go to a place and I see a bunch of well-dressed women, but I see the guys look shaky right. with the baseball caps. I don't do that. <laughs> but let me just say to you and commend you that when I go, when I got in there, the 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 the, the men were dressed to the nines. I'm talking about suits, tie clips. Right. Everything was beautiful. Everybody smelled nice. The hairs were cut. Nobody looked raggedy. Right. And I felt really safe in that environment. And then the women wore off. I mean, I had a girlfriend at the time, but God I mean, is good. <laughs> I mean, I was happy she wasn't there, but you know, <laughs> uh, ex-girlfriend, I should say. Right. right. Uh, you know, so I'm in the spot, and I'm like, I wasn't gonna stay. I wasn't gonna stay too long. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was. Right. I still was enjoying it. But what made me stay was I saw a poster, and the poster said King Cavalli. Now, and the picture was of. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if it was, was that you? Yeah, that was Okay, funny. the picture is of you. Uh, you had a crown on, your head was down. It looked like rain was coming on, on your <laughs> head or something. And 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 this beautiful letters, King Cavalli. And I was like, you know what? I got to meet this person because the way uh, I'm an ex-party promoter right. and, and I'm into visuals. And to this day, I'm into visuals. When I do my stories for IG, you know, I make cover art. Absolutely. So you understand, I appreciate all the effort. That you right. put into that, and when I and when, I must say, when I met you, you did not disappoint. The I name King that. is truly deserved. I genuinely appreciate that. Okay, so I want to get into this now. I know you were married, right? So tell me a little bit about about the marriage, about yeah. like you, how how old were you, uh, and uh, and just yeah, tell me things of that nature. Yeah, for sure. So you know, um, as a young man, I was I've been really blessed to be in a home where my, my parents have been married for 46 years, you know? Um, and the unfortunate part about that is that their their relationship was so great that it made it look easy. You know, when we watch Kobe Bryant, we look at him and we're like, oh, look at him just throw the ball into the hoop from any point on, on, on the court. But we don't realize how many hours go into that, you know, behind the scenes, you know, when, when no one's looking. The fact that he goes to the gym three times a day and does hours on top of hours. So... With my parents just watching him, I was like, oh, this will be easy. Well, my dad said, you know, you go to school, you get a good job, you meet a woman you love, you get married. What no one really took the time to emphasize was how important that filtering part is. You know, because there's a lot of decoys in the world. There's a lot of people who look good on the outside. There are a lot of Bentley car cases with no real motors inside. Right. You know, and we all know that that's actually useless. Right. You know, so in this situation, again, things looked good on the outside. You know, she's, and I had actually met her older brother who, you know, at the time I was student body president, he was coming up under me, he was trying to be the student body president after I left the university. So he started talking about life goals and everything. And then he's like, oh, you need to meet my sister. Little did I know is that everything that I disclosed to him, he was disclosing to her. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was already a setup from the from the jump. Okay. Um, the unfortunate thing is that, uh, you know, things had gone really well. And I'm like, oh, she's, she's saying all the right things. 
but you're saying all the right things because you're just repeating what I repeated, what I said initially to him. Um, you know, things escalated, you know, as, as time went on, got closer and closer, long story short, got engaged, then got married. Afterwards, that's when some articles had come out about her family. It's called Generations of Criminals. Wow. And it talked about her grandparents, you know, and then her parents and then her uncles and cousins and things like that. Um, and how they went to like multi-million dollar like laundering schemes, okay. you know, um, and they were actually funding it through the church. So that's something that I just didn't see, you know, okay. and then by that time I was pretty much telling her, hey, listen, we, we need to get away from all this. Like, as they're saying, the IRS and people are coming after her, um, she agreed to it that night. But then the next day when I was going to the law firm, got a call from one of her church members and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're so sorry to hear about what happened. I said, what do you mean? They're like, oh. That you're getting divorced. I say what? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor went and sent a mass email to the entire church, talking about thousands of people, right. that I'm divorcing his daughter. Wow. You know, so that just threw me into a horrible spiral. You know, afterwards, where I literally dropped the phone on the highway, spun around, was like going. I definitely was going over 110 at that point. Right. You know, what I mean, if the cops would have caught me, they probably would have thrown me in jail easily. Wow. Get home, all the wedding gifts are gone, all the furniture's gone, all our clothes are gone. She cleans you out, you basically. Yeah, got me real good. Wow. Only thing that was left was a handwritten letter by her dad saying, please grant us our request for divorce. You know, wow. so you could just imagine how, how shattered my world was at that point. How, 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 old, how, like, how long were you married for? For about a year. About a year. You know? Wow. Um, and, and the thing is, you know, for me, marriage wasn't a joke. Like, I actually saved my virginity till I was married. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and it was, it was something serious. You probably want to build with someone. So when that's ripped away from you, yeah. you're just like, listen, I never want to feel this pain again. So I'm going to do everything opposite so i'm never in this situation again mm. you know and that's where you know i started spending fifteen thousand dollars a week in the strip club and being in the club fighting cracking bottles on people's heads just just completely different from my actual character right. you know um but then you know you come back to your senses and you you start rebuilding mm-hmm. you know and that's where i was so how did you come from okay so you're you're you get this divorce yep the man i met totally different right yeah, yeah. how do you you know when i like i said i seen you speak like at the event, yep. you know, the book is beautiful. I read it twice. I appreciate you. Uh, beautiful book. And now I'm thinking to myself, okay, so you have the book. So how did, how did this come into be like from um, this, this, heart, this heart-wrenching experience right. to now becoming a business and it being a book? Because you, you've launched a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you launched businesses from the book. Or, yeah, absolutely. So tell me a little bit how the book has changed your life. Yeah, the book's, um, well, the situation changed my life. Right. And then- you know, it's, it's, life's really about countering. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is you're going to get hit in life. You know, but it's about how you're able to roll with the punches. I think Rocky was the one who was saying, it's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and, you know, keep going. And, right. and like, as crazy as that sounds, that's, that's incredibly true. Right. You know what I mean? Because life is going to hit you. Like, yes. Mayweather is, is absolutely a champion and he's never lost a fight, but he's been hit in every fight, though. Yes. You see what I'm saying? But he's kept on going. So... That in itself is is my mentality. That's my motto. It's like, you know, so I said, after I went into, after you go through a traumatic experience, your eyes are a lot more open to it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get in a car accident, you're open to those. If unfortunately you go through a rape, you know, you're more open to victims who've gone through the same thing. So right. with me going through divorce after, afterwards, I was maybe coincidentally just running into so many other people who are going through divorces as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all, all of a sudden I was like, well, well, well why did you do that? And why did you do that? And then I was able to help them and, you know, help restore their marriage. And I'm like, you know, I can't tell my story to enough people one-on-one. 
You know what I mean? I need right. to be able to put it into a package where people are able to have it. It can do traveling when I'm not there, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's where the book got launched. And during that time of like dark depression is when I actually rolled into doing music. My producer who I met, he's like, listen, you're going crazy right now. You need to turn all your like anger and whatever emotions you have into music. Music saved my life and I'm promising it'll save yours. You know, so beautiful, we took the beautiful. book, made the album from all the songs, put it together. And now I, you know, travel around uh, America and overseas as well and am able to speak about the book, uh, speak about red flags that people should see in relationships. And then, you know, perform my music afterwards and be able to sign autographs and, you know, do one-on-one coaching. And then also even consulting with books. There's a lot of authors out there who never wrote a book yet. Right. You know, so I just want to teach people how to tell their story in a way that's um, truthful but also entertaining. You know, so that's opened up a lot of avenues for me. Wow, that's beautiful. So this is like really beautiful. Like like the things that you're sharing is is, is yeah. very, it's very engaging how you are. Even as 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 I met you, you um, always was engaging. Like I would, like I remember seeing the event. You had everything down, but I noticed no one was taking any photos. So I was like, I just saw all guy. these beautiful moments where you were just like engaging with with your audience. And I said to myself, I know I wasn't there working that night, right. but I happened to have my camera with me. And I said to myself. If I was in this situation, I would want someone catching these beautiful moments. Because you were, you were like, being that there was nobody really taking pictures besides right. people with their camera phones. Yeah, yeah. You were engaging with people. And I saw people like you talking to them. And, and I seen people like, I saw this one girl was crying after <laughs> you, you, you sang a song. Right. And that level of connection right. to the audience, I don't really see that often. So tell me a little bit, because like, the, you know, the main, the main premise of this podcast, that yeah. we get to it. Is about is about killing the day job. Yeah, nine five killers. That's what it, it embodies. Absolutely. So one thing I could say that you've touched on that maybe you can shed some light to some of my audience is 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 that connection to your audience. Yeah. How do you? What is your relation to a connection with the audience? And how does that help your business to grow as a as a entrepreneur? Absolutely. Um, well, first things first, Glenn, you are an amazing man. You know what I mean? And, and for the people who are out there, like that needs to be said because as as you heard, he wasn't working that night, you know, and, mm-hmm. and somehow my photographer who was supposed to be there, who I actually did pay to be there, really? was somewhere else an hour and a half late, you know what I mean? So to see another man want to make sure that another man is is risen up without wanting any credit or any money for it or, or anything like that, just because you want to see somebody else do better, you're a gem in, in its own right. You know, and I say that whether on camera or off the camera, I've said it to you before, yes. and that's just real. You know what I mean? So there definitely just needs to be more people like yourself, um, and I appreciate you for that. You know, Thank and you. I want to say I that. that Thank you. Now, in regards to you know your question about um, how you know business has helped my business has helped me you know connect with people better. At the end of the day, you know it kind of goes back to what my dad used to say about he's like if you want to be rich, fulfill a need. People have needs in this world. People have holes, and if you're able to fill the holes in their life. They're going to pay you for it, you know. And, and the thing is, I know that I had a problem, you know, with obviously finding proper relationships. So what I did is travel the world and speak to people who had been married for five to over 50 years, you know, and then put that inside the book. Why? Because that's a need that people have. You know, I, I still, it still boggles me the fact that in public schools, we, we know that at least half these people in this room are going to try and attempt a marriage at some point. Yeah. Why are there no classes on that? Mm-hmm. You want to teach me about trigonometry, which I'll never use. You want to teach me about the Boston Tea Party? Okay, that's history. You can you can justify that. But but there's these people that are here right now are going to at some point 
probably attempt to either get married or live in harmony with someone of the opposite sex right. or the same sex or whatever, you know. But my thing is, how come no one's teaching us how to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, it's like if you ask me to um, mimic Eddie Murphy, I, I can do that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I can do that because I've been able to watch them. Right. It's hard for us to mimic healthy relationships because nine out of ten of nine out of ten of us have not seen a healthy relationship to even mimic. Right. You know, and as a young man, I, I would grow up and I'd, you know, I'd mimic my parents because that's what I saw. You know, right. you don't touch women, you honor women, you open doors, you do that stuff. Not because anyone said it to me, because I watched it mm-hmm. and then I mimicked it. Okay. All my other friends who grew up and the, you know their parents were in abusive relationships, I they they grew up to just mimic their parents. Right. Their dad had a drinking problem, they got a drinking problem. Yes. Their their stepdad beat their mom. Now they're beating women. Like it it's scary how the dynamics played out, you know. But for me at the end of the day, if I, I know that if I'm just being real and genuine, somebody out there is gonna feel it. Mm. Somebody out there is gonna feel it. You I know? like that. And um I don't know if I actually are you are you a single child or are you oh uh, no no I'm, I'm actually the last of uh, forty five last of what oh, I'm just kidding no, I'm just like kidding. what <laughs> <laughs> make sure you're listening you feel me out there you feel me no but I, I'm actually the the last of four funny enough my dad is yeah, one of thirty two kids though oh so wow. shout out that's to a that big family but that's like Africa that's so, like right so yeah. you have you have uh, how many so how many brothers how many sisters right? um so girl boy girl then myself so. What are the ages? Do you know? Um, yeah, so my oldest sister, ju- and uh, matter of fact, I might not want to even go, go, <laughs> Don't go tell there. Just, give me an estimate. Just, just, uh, we'll, we'll just say that I'm I'm 32 years old right now, um, and the rest of them are above that age. Wait a second. But under 40. You're so. 32 years old? Yeah. When I met you, how old were you? What it was the movie that, what, two years ago? What, two years ago, two years ago? Yeah, Carrie Ford, I don't know, Square Root, I don't know. So yeah, right around like, yeah, yeah like, Wait, like 30, you know? You were 30? Yeah. Holy smack. So I okay, so book, written now, a book when I was 28, but I renew it every year. Right. So here's the thing that's even just even more uh, astonishing to me okay. is that at 30, the, like I said, the way you organize the event, even your manager, I don't, yeah. what's your manager's name? I, I don't have a manager. Oh, what was the guy who I met that he was like, uh, I, I found him and hired him. Who was that? Uh, and that's the thing. Ah, uh, forgive I'm, me. I'm, um, don't, you don't um, want to bring him up? Uh, well, and it's not. I, I just, I just, I just don't remember his name. It's been, a, it's okay. been a while. Are you still? Are you still? Are you still with him? No. Um, well, the thing is, like I said, I just, I just found someone and hired them for that per- purpose. Oh, that per- oh, yeah. oh, he's not your. No, he's, he wasn't like my friend at all. Wow. Was, uh, I just hired him as well as the, you know, the orchestra and everyone. You know what I mean? Oh now, yeah, so. I forgot. To, I forgot to mention that you had. Okay, so here's the thing. What I find about that I have to bring up is you have to have a certain kind of mindset. To do what you did, because what I failed to mention is there in that event. What also made me stay was when I saw orchestra. Yeah. Now I don't go to many book signings. Yeah. <laughs> and no, see I hear an orchestra. I don't see a person. The way you, the way you facilitated that whole ambiance. You played your music video that you had there. All right, all right. You performed live because that's another thing that I was questioning when I saw yeah. your music video. Yep. I don't know which went first, but I said this guy's probably. You know, has a lip syncing guy, <laughs> studio, those studio guys. So what I was impressed with that you went and you did an acoustic set. Yeah. And as a as an ex promoter, I had an event called um, I forgot uh, Designers Delight, where it was like you had people that were that had their closing lines and you had performers. Yeah. And a lot of people when they were when they, when I said okay we gonna have the band play and you're gonna oh oh I play off the record. 
Nobody, a lot of people did not want to play. And so wow. if, you didn't, if, you didn't, if you didn't sing for me yeah. acoustically, I didn't have you come on. Crazy. Because I made that one mistake. Um, it was a, um, I won't say her name because she might be watching. <laughs> but it was with. A, I don't want to. She, she coached a lot. She's a vocal coach of a lot of um, big, talented people. Mm, okay. And she couldn't sing. Wow. Um, she couldn't sing at all. She was like pretty much tone deaf. <laughs> That's And wild. I don't know a lot about music. I, mean, yeah. I know what I like, and I, but I'm not the only one that was there that was bombarded and abused. Wow. For four sets of this tone deaf lady wow. going on and on and on, that and I was like, heart. "Geez, man!" I was <laughs> like, you know, so so just to bring it back to you, yeah. So you had that whole aura, which you came and you brought the presence, you brought the vibe in the room. Like I said, I felt the energy. So let's take that back to a marketing strategy because this I'm is sure. very genius to yeah, me. I appreciate you. You know, I'm genuinely appreciate you. <laughs> this is very genius to me. So tell me, why so? Intricate. Why so? Like, how does that? How does that? Does that equate? Because you spent you spent a, a good coin on that event. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So why do all of that? Because when I when I talk to people about about their event and they don't seem excited to go to their own event, yeah, because there's things lacking. You didn't seem to miss any. You left no stone unturned. How does mm. that? How does that help your business? And, right, right, uh, right. What's the mindset there? The mindset, you know, kind of goes back to what I initially uh, mentioned about if you like it, somebody else likes it. You know what I mean? I, I, I like people. I, I like to see beautiful women walking around with shrimp and, and things like that, and, and wine. Did, did you Did you enjoy that? Oh, I I um, um I, I could speak, and my girlfriend. Uh, listen, I I love you very much, but I enjoy watching women, strange women, walk around with with wine and shrimp and caviar. And it's and I'm free, like, and you're taking. Free and, I like free. Yeah. Funny enough, other people like I free too. Paid, I would have paid for that event. Right, so and, you know. and I appreciate you. I'll send you an invoice, but I'm um, like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but all jokes aside, it just goes back to if you like it, somebody else out there likes it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So many people are scared. Well, what if nobody likes it? Even in my mind, when I was writing the book, you know, and I'm pouring my heart out, I'm like, this might be too much for somebody. But I was like, genuinely, I wish somebody would have wrote this for mm-hmm. me. Because right. I because I know that if I would have read my book, I wouldn't have been divorced at it. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, if if just one person catches this. Even with all the fifty thousand plus dollars I spent, you know, to produce everything myself, it was all worth it. Okay. You know, but funny enough, it, it took off. You know, and even with, like I said, the the event, I just did everything that I knew that I liked, and I was hoping that it resonated with other people. So you touched on something that that I go through now as a as a budding entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. Self doubt from other people. Yeah. Now, I've recently met a gentleman, and he I didn't recently meet him, but I know him for some time. And I told him that, you know, what I was doing in my endeavors. And he was like, listen, you got to make sure that you don't lose your day job. Because I see the nine, five killer things you're doing, but I don't lose your day job. Right. So my point is, how do you deal with someone? And I, he's a nice guy. Yeah, He's yeah. a little older, but he's reflecting. He's like probably like maybe 15 years older than me. So yeah. he's reflecting, you know, being at a job for a certain amount of years. There's a certain amount of fear that comes with when you have a big job. Yeah, Some of the big companies, what they do is the longer you're there, the more you have to lose when you walk away. For sure. You have more stuff on the table. Absolutely. So I understand a person being somewhere for 15 years, looking at somebody thinking, you're young and foolish. Yeah, yeah. You Don't do to, that. You have to Play hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Play it safe. Like, so my point to you is how how do one, how do you how do you deal with that um those fears when they're projected by people you respect? Yeah. How do you deal with that? And and, and what do you say to that person? <laughs> That's a, that's an amazing question. It really is. Um, but the way that I f- deal with it is 
the way that I deal with all fear now. You know, I, I realize that your your life is never going to be absent of fear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If anything, fear has been the most consistent person in my life. <laughs> been at all my soccer games. Been mm-hmm. at all my speeches. So now I just I just invite you. I'm, I'm giving you a front row to this. You're going to watch me succeed. I know you're going to be there when I get there. So in that scenario, I'm I'm thinking always think what's the worst that can happen. Oh, you don't want to go talk to that girl? What's the worst thing? Is she going to really stab you in your face because you, <laughs> you asked her out for coffee? <laughs> That's just not going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Or right. maybe it might. But <laughs> even if it does, the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. Like, you don't understand, like, how dark my life had gotten at a, at a point. Right. To the point where I, one day I remember, one night I, re- I remember being like, man, God, I just, I just want to die. Like, right. if, if I don't wake up. Tomorrow, like I'm, I'm not even gonna fight it. I'm not even right. gonna be mad at you. So when you get to that point in your mind where, where you're no longer scared of death, mm-hmm. then, then you're invincible, right? You know, and, and I say that because then you start thinking, people want to, oh, oh, don't, 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 don't go out the lines now, Glenn. <laughs> don't you, you, know, you might hurt somebody. You, you might scare somebody over here. Right. Oh, oh, don't, don't do that right there. That's a little too creative. Right. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. whether you play it safe or you play it wild. We're both gonna die. Facts. And and what what people don't realize that tomorrow, if, a lot of people have not come to terms with the fact that you're one day you're gonna wake up and you're not gonna be awake. Right. That's real. Mm-hmm. And people act like you have the rest of your life. You don't. Well, just last week, my good friend, maybe about thirty years old, he died in his sleep. Mm. <laughs> thirty years old, died in his sleep. You <laughs> like this is the guy who I've known for twenty years. Right. You, think, you, you just assume that you're going to be around for another 50 years. Right. Who, who, who gave you that promise? What's promise is death. And, and I promise you because I worked for a law firm back in Minneapolis coming straight out of college. And all my clients were 65 plus years old. There's no look like the look of regret in someone's eyes. Mm. No look like that. Yes. And that's the scariest thing. And then you live backwards. And, 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 and I bring this up and I just have to tell this story. But, you know. When I was working for this law firm, I was doing estate planning. So all my clients were, you know, 70 plus years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was pulling money out of the stock market and putting in safe investments so I could properly transfer it to their children. So right. if I'm at your home, I'm at your home because I'm planning your death. Right. Right? And, and over and over and over, all I heard from these people, oh, if I was 20 years old again, I would have done this. I would have done. And, you know, I'm, I'm a young kid out of college. I'm like, yeah, 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 shut up. Anyway. You just think you know everything. You think you're hot stuff. But then when you sit in 50 homes, and then I sat in 100 homes, and then 150, and then 200 homes, and all of you different families, and none of you were tied together, and all of you were saying the same Same thing. Same regrets. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like like none of you are happy with your life. Then I got to this one home. Now, when I'm at their home, your finances have to be wide open. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It means I'm, I'm seeing all the money that you have all over the place because if you wanted to properly transfer it to your kids, you got to be completely transparent. I got social security numbers, everything out. And I'm doing the paperwork and I'm, I'm like completely mind blown. And I'm, and I'm like, you guys need to be super proud of yourself. I'm talking about, they got $3 million liquid cash. They bought three houses down the street for their kids, paid the houses off. They got a $1.4 million lake home, paid off, got a boat, paid off, cars, kids completely debt free. I'm talking about they had planned their life out amazingly. And I'm doing the paperwork, and the wife's all smiling, and she's like, yeah, 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 we did that. Oh, yeah, that's paid off for as well. Oh, honey, oh, we forgot an extra 50000 in this investment. Oh, forgot about that. Chump change. Right. And, I'm, and I'm looking at the man. I'm like, are, are you all right? 
And he's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like looking out the window. And I'm like, no, like, sir, you should be, you don't understand how many homes I sit in. You should be really, really proud right. of what you've done. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all great. He's like, you know something? I was like, yeah. He's like, I would have, I would have taken a quarter of what I made in my life if I could have made it the way that I wanted to. Wow. And then his wife all of a sudden said, oh, oh, it's, it's hot in here. Does, does anyone want any water? I'll go, I'll go get us some water. Right. And right there, I just saw a snapshot and said, let me find out that you stayed in this job that you hated your entire life mm-hmm. to keep this, this wife in, in this home so she can brag to her friends about the, how, how, many, how many homes you have and how much money you have and all the purses that she's been able to buy and all this stuff. Because the second I walked in, that's all she bragged about. Right. I said, and now because I'm here, you realize this is it. Right. Your life's spent. Like, I'm here to plan your death. Yeah. And you realize there's no going back from this. Right. So that right there is my motivation today where I'm like, I'm not, like, and I'm sure his wife probably talked him out of all the creative ideas that he wanted to mm-hmm. do. All the risky ideas that people. Quote, unquote, risky. risky. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, and now you realize you're playing it safe and you've got the world, but you really have nothing. This is not the world that you wanted. Right. And you know what I see a lot? I see a lot of times, even in even when, when I'm talking to people, like I have a friend and he we were talking about what I was doing in terms of like with the nine five killers movement. Yeah. And he said to me, Well, I'm happy with my life. I, now I never tell anybody, it's a few people that have told me that they're happy with their lives. Yeah. But you know, it's not like I'm telling you that you have to do it this way. For sure. You have to leave your nine to five. But it always seems to me that the people who are the most angry and upset are the people that they think because people like you exist and people like me exist that I'm saying that there's no room for them. Right. Everybody cannot work for themselves and everybody's not supposed to. Some people are meant, uh, I don't want to say the matrix because somebody's going to get offended, but that's right. what it literally is. The matrix, is. blue pill. <laughs> it's the matrix. So basically there's people out there that they're content and they are... They love the comfort zone that they're in. Ooh, yeah. And when you come out of your comfort zone, it makes you un- it makes you feel like you're risking something. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of risk because without risk, there's no reward. And yeah. I'll give you a, a short story. I watched, uh, I don't know if any of you guys watched The Twilight Zone, but there was an episode that I really liked. And there was a guy on there and he was a loser, right? Yeah. And one day he wished that he wouldn't lose anymore. So he woke up the next day. And, and everything was absent of risk. Mm. That means he talked to a girl, he got her. Yeah. He gambled, he got it. He always won. And then he got tired. He's like, wait a minute, I don't want to win all the time. You so see. he went and he robbed the bank. And they let him, they let him, they let him walk, walk free. That's actually so, really funny. Yeah, so all of, all of the things that make life interesting mm. are tied to risk. Right. And when you erase all your risk, and risk is, is, is erased by, you know, you work a job. Like you said, you keep your head down. You look straight ahead. Yep. And you don't. Deviate from the plan, right? And you find out that you lived a very mundane and dull yeah. life, someone else's life. When you could get up and you can and you can and you can um, risk certain things, right? And I'm not saying to I don't I don't want anybody listening to this and have like you know four quit kids your job right now and quit their job <laughs> right, right, and have right. them come to my doorstep. I'm saying that you cannot live a life absent of any type of risk. I 100% agree. First of mm-hmm. all, great story. Yeah. But secondly, the fact that, like I said, whether you want to play in the lines or not, like people act like, oh, if I just play it safe, I'm going to live longer. That's no, not true. Not. That's not true. Like at the end of the day, I, I might have, 
you might see me 80 years old in a nursing home and you'd be like, man, is that, is that Cavalli? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's only got one eye and his, his, his ears halfway chewed off. <laughs> and you know, he's got a big slash on his chest. He, he ain't even got all his toes. He lactose intolerant. Right. I just, you know, it just like, like he's so beat up. Right. But one thing that you're going to see is that I got a smile on my face. Mm. You know, oh, I, I went to war in that life. Yeah. I, I lived that life to the max. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that I wanted to do that that I didn't do. My next book is a book about fear, and the way I'm gonna, you know, do it is is literally, um, like at some point I'm gonna fight a bull. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fight a bull. Literally gonna I'm, fight a bull. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna get in the the whole matador. The whole. Oh, la, la. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go swim with sharks. You mean metaphorically? Gonna, you're gonna fight a bull? No, I'm no. You're gonna no, fight a bull. No, literally. I'm literally. Okay. I'm going to figure out how to do it. If they if they gotta train me for it, and y'all looking at me like I'm crazy right now, <laughs> you crazy. see that? But I'm going to do it though. I'm going to do it, and at the end, and you know, I might have a puncture at the end, of 80, and I'll and I'll tell my kids some real war stories mm-hmm. about how there was things in my heart that I desired, and I went after them. And some people called me crazy. You understand that me going out to California was music. I had I I was 22 years old. My first month out of college, I made ten thousand dollars. That first mm-hmm. year out of college, mm-hmm. I made. What like uh, a little over one hundred fifteen thousand dollars? Like, and then I left that to go pursue music, right? With with no ground, and I completely fell. And like I said, I lost my car, I lost my place. It got to the point where I was giving, um, you know, driving to the little plasma place to give your blood, to give blood, <laughs> just sitting on that thing for for an hour and to to pull out and to get twenty five dollars. Well, let me ask just you, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So if you now, this is going to be a hard one because I usually ask people to like give advice to the younger generation. Yeah, yeah. If you could talk to the young Cavalli, yeah. right? Because you're 30 now. Let's say you talk to yourself at, say, 20 years old. Yeah, what yeah. advice would you give yourself knowing everything that you know, everything that you've been through? What advice would you give yourself, the young Cavalli, King Cavalli? That's a good question. Um, the advice that I'd give myself <laughs> is... Is is definitely keep God first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, not even to get over spiritual, I just if that's the thing that pulled me completely through. Mm-hmm. You know, because you gotta understand for for me, I was it got so so bad that at a point, like I said, I was I was homeless, I was couch hopping, I was sleeping in like a whorehouse at one time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you 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 go from being student body president, making six figures, driving a dream car, building a home mm-hmm. to now now I'm literally roaches all over the place. Wait, wait is your parents? What, what were your parents in all this? They, they were they just, were in Jersey, but you know pride. Pride. You know what I mean? Like okay. yeah, yeah. I, I like, meant to actually. I, I thought that maybe they didn't want to take you back, but it's that you didn't want to go back. Right. You got know it. what I mean? And, and I'm like, and it just got to the point where I remember one morning I woke up, I was like knocking roaches off myself, super hungry, and I walked outside to the street, and I was like. <laughs> Man, God, I, I didn't. I really messed it up this time. Mm. I, there's, there's this verse that's in the Bible in Proverbs. It says, um, "It's a man's own foolishness that ruins his life. Yet his heart rages against the Lord." Mm. And at some point, you got to take accountability for yourself. And I was like, I have no one to blame except for myself for this. Mm-hmm. I messed up my life. Like everything was laid out, everything was perfect, everything was beautiful, and I completely messed up my life. And I remember being like, just look, like I was. I, I walked out to the street. I had my shirt off, whatever. And I just looked up and I was like, man, if you just bless me one more time, he's like, I'll, I'll do things right. I was like, because I was like, I've ruined my life beyond repair at this point. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just over at this point. Because if it's not going to get better than this, like, you can just take my life right now. And I'm right. at the street, like, the edge. And then I, I say that and I'm like, you're not listening anyway. 
And then I, I go to walk towards the, the door, probably like five or six steps away. And the second I touch my, the doorknob, I get a call from an old friend that's like a college who I haven't spoke to for years. And he's like, man, crazy. He's like, I know we haven't spoken in years. He's like, God just put you on my heart, man. He's like, I'm a manager out here for like a, a, a British um, major headhunting firm. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, you ever thought about getting back into corporate? I was like, man, you, you know I got a, a bunch of things going on right now. Right. Just pride all right. over again. Right. I'm lying out my teeth. I haven't eaten in like a day and a half. And he's like, I was like, well, I mean, I'll check it out. You know, I got a lot of options. Send him my resume. They fly me out. Eight-hour interview. Get the wow. job. Whole life changes. Wow. Just like that. So there's a lot of different things I can tell myself, but that is the core and foundation of my life. No shame. One of the things that I hear in, in everything that we've been going through is the thing that keeps coming back is you taking ownership. Yeah. Now, a lot of times I talk to people and they don't want to take ownership for what's going on. So as a... As a entrepreneur, yep, right? Yep. I want to ask you something. I want to, because people are going to want to look, because what happens sometimes we, we, I interview people and they're very mysterious about yeah. their finances and how they make Ooh. their living. So what, I don't want you to go into any detail, yeah, yeah. but besides somebody, you know, I want to know what is the mindset. I want to know your day to day of, because, you know, you're dealing on the internet yep. and it takes a certain amount of discipline. Yeah. Even when you're coming down here today, I seen you posted, you promoted that you were coming down here. Yep. So you're very intentional as a as a as a marketer. So I want you to to go into detail. Yep. Give me a day to day of you, King of Valley wakes up from when you wake up in the morning. Yep, yep. Give me your rundown of how you engage with your audience on social media, whatever. I want to just sit back and listen. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, wake up first thing out of my mouth, like thank you, God. You know what I'm saying? I, I roll on the ground. Um, and it's not like, oh, I don't feel tired. You literally have to throw yourself like out of bed because you'll, people don't realize how good of salespeople they are themselves. You'll talk yourself right back into bed. You'll burn another half hour, another hour. Like all this is time. Time is money, as right. we know. I literally take myself and jolt myself out. That gets the adrenaline kicking. Literally on the ground, I do 33 push ups. You know what I mean? I do my sit ups. Um, like on the side of my bed, people are like, oh, you go to the gym? Nah, I get on the ground. I lay on the ground, I push myself up. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like some days I'll do do a hundred. I'll do as many until I get like burned out because that also gets the adrenaline going. You know what I mean? Okay. People want to mope around and oh, oh, just like no, let's get it. You know what I mean? Right. Like every day, let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. You know what I mean? Um, but even before that, I, I lay out my clothes the night before so I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Iron it. That, that that's also therapeutic. Shout out to y'all. So I walk around with with unironed clothes. It's crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, Right after, I, right after I'm, I'm done with my push-ups and my sit-ups and take the side of the bed, I curl it up. You know what I mean? Get my curls in. You know what I mean? Because, okay. again, you know, you, you want to take care of your actual temple. You know what I yes. mean? And sometimes you, my days are going. I'm, I'm working 21-hour days sometimes. You right. know what I mean? And running, 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 back to back to back to back. So I don't have time to go to the gym like that. Okay. You know what I mean? doesn't make an excuse for me not to work out, though. Bam. Knock that out. Jump in the shower. Or, I mean, work out real quick. Get on my knees. Thank God for the day. Commit them. Positive thoughts. And it's not I'm asking for anything. It's just the mentality of of you being grateful. Gratitude. That day. Absolutely. Right, gratitude. You know what I mean? Because yeah. even that sets your whole mood on, mm-hmm. for the day already. Yes. People are like, how are you so happy? Literally, every day when I'm somewhere, Yo, what drugs are you on? <laughs> Literally. And I'm, I'm happy all the time. Never taking any drugs in my life. Never taking a sip of alcohol in my life. And I'm happy all the time. Okay. All the time. Um, it's not any fake. It's just true joy in myself. Mm-hmm. Because 
just the mentality of you being grateful will help you get through all the stresses, all the downtimes, all the curveballs that I get thrown. Is my life perfect? Absolutely not. But am I gonna? I can I find good in everything? Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh man, gas is so crazy. That means I got a car. Man, these kids is acting crazy. I'm gonna kill one of these kids. But that means that you're able to have kids. Yeah. You know what I mean, all oh, my wife is a. That that means you're married. Right. You know what I mean? Like so, just finding the gratefulness, and I, I literally go down the list. I'm like. Thank you, God, for my hands. Thank you that I got strength in my body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I could put my dress myself. My mother had a stroke a couple years ago. She can't dress herself. That's mm-hmm. a blessing. I'm grateful. I'm putting new clothes on. It's clean. I got to wash it. There's other countries that don't have that. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not. It doesn't stop there. I'm, I get in the shower. I'm grateful for that. Like it's it's a thing called like breath prayers. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. that breath meditation where I'm just just man brush my teeth. I got teeth to brush. I'm grateful. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're just going through. Get dressed up. I'm hitting out. I'm, I'm I'm checking emails on on the way to the to the subway, figuring out you know who I got to respond back to because you know business doesn't wait. If someone's trying to do mean. an offer with me, it's, it could be going like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. Checking out, responding back to people. I'm thinking of okay, what positive things can I get to engage people? You know what I mean? So right. even in the morning, I'll do like some morning motivation. Um, just just get on real quick on on Facetime. With my Instagram, hey guys, da, 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 here's some food for thought. Blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, no one's gonna make your dreams come come alive except for you. Let's get it. You know what I mean? That gets people, you know, interact with me. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, what are your thoughts though? What do you need to improve on? So people are already engaging. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's that's buying in. Like people, it's like they have this glass wall between them and and, and the world. Right. Like no, I, I want you to know you can touch me. You can talk to me. You know what I mean? And that's what creates loyal fans. That's what has people. You know, reaching out to other people on my music, my book. You know what I mean? Places that I never would have gone. Do I love that. that, man. And and how do you, how do you like? For example, you you just uh, you played a song that yeah. you tagged me in recently yeah. today, right? Um, that's your song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And who was that artist on that song with you? That's me. Oh, who, oh so, 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 so it's so it's uh, me and my producer. You know what I mean? So he's the one who who produces the song, but then you know he'll, he'll do some verses with me every now and then as well. You know, it's pretty cool. I like so, the song. It's pretty appreciate it. You know what I mean? It's got to be self self promotion. Why would I not? You know, like market pla- placement. You know what I mean? They're just Very like, smart. oh wow! But again, you heard the song though, I heard so it did ex- it did exactly what I needed it to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know, not even to talk about money, but it's like if you understand streams from music, that's every time somebody looks at my my video, that's mm-hmm. actually a stream, right? Because it only has to be fifteen seconds, so I make sure that that is locked in, right? You know, and then even this is a little uh, life hack for you guys, but you hashtagging on that actually shoots your, like if you hashtag New York City, anyone who's looking at New York City on a hashtag will find your thing as well. Right. So it goes up by hundreds and hundreds. Some of my streams are up, you know? So like I said, even just music-wise, my album came out three years ago. Again, I'm getting monthly checks just passively still for like $1,300. Right. Now that, that may not be a lot to a lot of people, but you got to understand, that's rent for somebody. No, it's and, it's and I'll tell you another thing, what I like about what you're doing. You're consistently doing things. So one of the things that I that I'll, I'll also mention to you is that you take something and you're feeding the consciousness. Like you're yeah. not just pushing an album. Because what happens right. is like I'll tell people about you know marketing, right? Yep. And part of my marketing is educating people. Absolutely. Because educated consumers means that you know they'll they'll invest in you and your brand yep. and in your wares. Yep. When they understand stuff. So I like the way that you invest in your in in the people so you just you'll invest in 
the women, the yeah. men. You don't, you're not very heavy handed on one or the other. I've seen artists. And I'm glad that. I'm glad that you're not, because I wouldn't follow if you were. Like, yeah. I, I meet a lot of people, I hear, listen to a lot of artists, and they will have an in, because you have an in with a lot of women. Women love to hear people who are own up, own up, own up to what they, they, you know, their part in anything. Yeah, yeah. You take ownership of stuff. You're a handsome dude. You dress well. You smell well, right? So women automatically they 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 want that, right? And some right. guys too. But but so basically, but what what but what you do is you don't you don't go heavy on the guys like you guys. You need to do this or or you know. Or, I've seen people like that, and, and, I, and I don't like that. Like it's so one sided. And ugh. what it does what it does is this. It does it does one thing. And like I said, one thing that I follow you is because you bring a balanced approach. That means you're not blaming anybody. You're asking people to take ownership. Right. The woman taking ownership, the man taking ownership of whatever it is, whatever situation they're in. Right. So where do you, where do you get this? Um, how do you convert? Wait, how, the question would be, how do you convert this type of mentality and bring it across so eloquently. Are you like a are you a, like a public speaker? Like, do you have like training in this? Like, I yeah, don't know. yeah. So, you know, um, definitely been I've been public speaking since I was thirteen. Okay, you know? I didn't know so, that. But my my father's a chemist, but he's also a pastor. So, oh, okay. you know, I've been speaking literally. You got to think it's over twenty years now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but then also just understanding the psychology of people. You know, and and realizing just like you said, life isn't all like I I, I honestly detest the people who are who just put everything on oh all men cheat all men do this all this stuff. and then i go and i i chime into those conversations and mm -hmm. like so all men are dogs so all men so you realize that especially girls who women who like to be like all men dogs all men do this i said so so you've met every man huh mm -hmm. so so all men are to blame mm -hmm. so all men are dogs right. i said i said just want to let you know i say my virginity until i was married mm -hmm. married not right. going out i said so right. first off i said man and then you, you you get personal. When was the last time? When did you lose your virginity? Everyone want to get quiet then, right? Right. You see what I'm saying? So so it's like people take ownership. Like ladies, stop being like, oh, there's no good men out there. Okay. Do, first off, do you what what do you consider a good man? And then if you did meet a good man, do you have what it takes to even keep him? Mm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of ladies, will, oh, he just need to love me, no, lo lo love my curves and all that. No, no, no. You you need to get in the gym, ma'am. With all due respect, <laughs> you need to get in the gym. You need to get because because also it's it's a form of disrespect. Like, why would you mm -hmm. not be your best? Mm -hmm. I don't want to see old pictures of you and be like, man, she used to be bad back in the day. Right. Then that means that I got the worst of you. Right. When I know that I'm gonna give my lady the best of me. Right. That's an unfair exchange. Do you find that? Do you find that a lot? Because you like you. I would say that you're. I don't know this, but your market is mainly women, right? Yeah, you know, it's mainly. Um, yeah, I, I probably gathered that, but so because I read some of the comments. Yeah. So. How do oh, here you? Here we go, though. <laughs> how do you, as a businessman, keep the 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 professionalism from your fans and your personal life? Because I'll tell you something. Whew, even for my man, look, look, I, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna just tell you a little story. Oh, yeah, I've seen some of your I've seen some of your, your fans. Yeah, great looking people, right? God bless. So them. here's my <laughs> thing: is so I have right now. I have a girlfriend currently. Yeah, and that he and, loves. And, Let me put that, that I out love there. very yeah. much. And people, they hit my Instagram. They've always hit my Instagram, right? Especially when you're in something. When when you're single, I don't I don't think I, I get it. I get a text. But when you are in a situation and they know that you know you you focus on your lady, you focus yeah. on your business. That's when like I call them the beautiful distractions. You come, see, right? Right. so I have a question to ask you. Yes, sir. What I how I handle it personally is when somebody sends me a message and it's a fan. They might flirt a little bit. But I pretend like my girlfriend's reading it. I don't let her read my stuff because, because I don't like people that 
they make their girlfriend read stuff. It, it only breeds like bad vibes. They like, why are you why are you showing me this? Right. What I do is I pretend like my girlfriend's reading it. Yeah. And I respond, I respond to it as if she was reading it. Why? Because nowadays you think you're flirting and you think it's innocent. But here's the thing is there's a thing called, and, I, and for all you guys out there and you ladies out there, there's a thing called screenshots. Mm, and, what? And, and, with, and, and with a person like you, you're like, it's like a big, like, I don't know if you got a lady right now, but I do it's not. Like, I'm single. Holler at me. <laughs> okay. So you get it. But right. but let's say when you, even if, even if you're, even if you're single, yeah. there's people that would clout chases that, oh will, my that will get you to say things and then they will screenshot it and then they will post it. Look what he said to me. Absolutely. So how do you, how do you deal with that and keep your professionalism and, and run your business? Because yeah. you run you run both. I don't, I don't think you have a personal site and you don't have a business like myself. No, it's it's all intertwined. it's all intertwined. Yeah. I think I like. And I want that. it to be. So tell me, how do you run the that fine line between what's professional and what is borderline out of control? Right. I think that's so funny that you mentioned <laughs> that because you got a story. Oh my gosh, I got. Some, I got if, a you, story. if you can share one, answer I'm that question. If you can share one, I think I'd be like, cool, very cool. So so, so to answer that. It's just, you know, I, I call people right out. You know what I mean? So girls think they're so slick. They'll buy a bucket and be like, oh, my God. Oh, come, oh I know you're touring my city. Come come inside that. And I fell for that one time. You, did? you know, when, yeah. I, when, I, when I initially wrote the book, because, again, my publicist, usually I can see things from a mile away. I'll shut it down. But then uh, genuinely, like, people will come to you with their problems and, you know, they're being yeah. transparent. And you, and you want to be vulnerable with them to that point. Yeah. But some people are about games. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah. There's one person over in, in Minneapolis, like they had bought the book and I and I was being, you know, I was trying to keep my distance from everyone. But my publicist is like, no, you gotta be nice to these people. These are the people supporting you. These are the people. And I'm like, you know, that's true. So okay, I tell people, hey, listen, if I'm in your city, you know, thank you so much for supporting the book. I'll come out and I'll sign it wherever you're at. Da, da, da. Dumb. Wow, okay. Don't do that. Or <laughs> don't, if you don't do, do it. Okay. Or if you do, make sure you have somebody with you. Yeah. That's the important thing. Okay. So um I was out at this event. Um, and I was in Minneapolis, and the person who had bought my book, she said, oh my gosh, you're in Minneapolis, I just saw your Instagram, da 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 I'm actually downtown as well, da 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 and I've, I've actually got your book on, and I'm like, okay, weird, weird, <laughs> weird, okay, but whatever, hey, you're a fan, I appreciate you. Uh-huh. Um, so I told my my, uh, my my colleague, I said, hey, listen, I'll be right back, let me go sign this book for this fan really yeah. quick, and then come right back. I walk, this is like the winter time too, you yeah. know what I mean, like where things are just starting to, it's still pretty icy, so I, I come out, and um, and then I, I see her. She's at the top of this, like, dr- I guess, uh, parking lot or whatever. Okay. And, like, I'm at the bottom of the parking lot. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll meet in the middle. But she's, like, standing still. And I'm okay. like, okay, well, she is, uh, she's in heels. So let me be a gentleman and go up to where she is so she doesn't, like, fall or slip. Right. So I walk up to where she is. And keep in mind, she doesn't move from that spot. Mm. So I'm like, okay, well, she does have heels on. You know what I mean? It, and right. it's icy. So let me just... Be careful. I, I, I walk up to her, give her a hug. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate that. Let's take a quick picture. Da, da, da. Let me sign this really quickly. Great. And then she grabs the back of my neck and then like, like leans in. And I'm like, please don't make me have to knock this woman out. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Right, right. But in like, and I'm like trying to move my head from like the side. And she's moving her head like in like a like circular, like snake-like motion. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm about to do. I I don't know if she knows that I'm military trained. I will headbutt the mess out you right now. Right. Don't even do that. But then, like, I, I, like she finally like, lets go. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she's like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, you, 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 you're welcome? Right. And then, like, I, I, I leave and I tell my partner about it. And he's like, yeah, that, that's kind of weird. He's like, anyway, whatever, turn up. Then the next day, I get a DM. Um, 
and I'm checking my DMs and I get a DM from her and she's like, oh, thank you so much for making time to come out. And then she's like, and the video is crazy. I said, the what? Video. She said, she said, yeah, the, the video that we took is crazy. I said, we didn't take any video. Mm -hmm. I said, send me this video. She sends me this video and somebody, somebody is in the car that she was filming, filming. And from the angle that she caught it at. Like you were making out. You, man, you got it. Right. And I'm talking about like, if I would have, if I had a girlfriend at the time yeah. and, and like that was on uh, TMZ or something like that, yeah. I would have got punched in my face because, right. and I'll show it to you right after this as well. Wow, wow. It looks so bad. <laughs> like if I was married, the marriage would have been done right there. Because right. it would have looked like, like, yeah. oh, Alito Kamara is out there just making out with fans. Da, da, da. Wow. Got me. Oh, got man. me. So never again. Never again. Hmm. So um, I don't know how we are. We on time? We're good or four minutes? Ah, see. Okay. So now we're gonna get one, a couple good ones in here. Let's I go. would like to ask you, what do you? What is your? What is your plans for the future? Mm -hmm. In terms of 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 where you're going with the business? Because oh. right now we touched on the book mm -hmm. and the singing. How many? How many? How many songs do you have out currently? Um. Well. Again, the book is called 24 and Divorce, and I've actually got a 24-track album that goes with that. You know what I mean? So it ranges from R&B to hip-hop to pop to everything. So that's done. I'm also working on another album right now. And as you know, I've got my music label, so I've got artists that are signed to me and about to go over tours over, you know, a tour overseas and things well, like I that. I wasn't so. aware of that you had a label. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yes. talk a little bit about the label. Yeah, the label's called The Crown. Um, the, the biggest artist on The Crown, uh, the amazing and... Beautiful Karma. Look her up. Her Instagram is... Wait, that's your artist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you Beautiful. see her on my page. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I was looking for her music. Though. I mean, I think I heard it on your page. Yep. You you didn't tell me that was your artist. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, she's 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 an amazing. Okay, so Carmel, how do we how do we uh, find Car Karma? Karma, like, like as if Karma's coming back around for you. Yeah. So can you can you give it out so people yeah, know? Yeah, IG is very simple. It's damn, just like the word spelled D A M A N underscore Karma K A R M A. Yeah. Wow. Um, so how many artists do you have on this label of yours? Um, I've got about, you know, three or four, you know, but again, Karma is the main artist, the main one that we're pushing right now. So pretty excited okay. about that. Yeah. That's pretty dope. And 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 where can we, am I going to see her perform? Like where yeah, can Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's got a big performance. I'm flying out on Saturday. She's mm -hmm. got an hour long performance over in Minneapolis. And then okay. um, in August, we plan to have her overseas. So that's pretty, pretty yeah, awesome. Pretty exciting. So how is it? And I know we're, we're sidetracked, but this, this, no, no problem, this new no development is yeah, very yeah, interesting yeah. to me. So how is it you being an artist and managing another artist? How does that work? Um, I think that some of the best labels are ones where the CEO are artists. Look at Jay-Z, mm -hmm. who just hit a billion dollars. Shout out to Jay. If you Shout hear this, we love you. Throw some money. <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z, look at Diddy, an artist but got a major label. Look at Rick Ross. You know what I mean? And it just goes on and on and on. Some of the best CEOs for the music because they understand it. Mm -hmm. You know, so everything that I've done for her and be able to ask, she's got billboards in Times Square right now. So, you know, she, she I, I just understand how marketing is supposed to happen, okay. you know, from an artist point of view, as well as a business point of view. So, and what do you, what do you feel like? How do you keep your, cause you, you're not signed to any label, right? Correct. No, it's my own it's label. your own label. Yep. How do you keep, and even before you started your label, how do you keep your content relevant and pure? All right. Where are you getting your, your motivation from? Is it from the fans? Is it from your own? stories or what what is that yeah it's it's a mix of my stories it's a mix of what's going on in society right now mm -hmm. you know and hashtagging those things and 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 chiming in on conversations that are already happening 
about that so that you can segue, you know what I mean? And you see, like, no matter what's going on on my story on Instagram, I have a song for that that I'll put in there. I you noticed know? that. So it's like, it, it just makes sense, um, you know, for for that to be that, like, kind of placement marketing and, and just, you know, stay relevant on whatever is happening. Okay, so last question. Yes. Now, this is, you're going to give some advice to my 9-5 killers out there. Yeah. Now I don't know if you if you saw my my IGTV day. I, I talked about rightful heirs. Okay. Did you read? Did you check out that one yet? I didn't get. Okay, so the rightful heirs are people who are destined for the throne, mm -hmm. but they don't want to do what's necessary to get to where they want to go. Right. I need you to talk to these people for a minute and tell them what is required of them yep. to get to the next level, to do their own thing, and to take ownership of their their lives and their business and not think that someone else is going to do it. Like, what advice would you give to a person like right this? Right there, just like you said, no one else is going to do it. So at the end of the day, you take your money. You you turn turn off the fun. You know what I mean? Again, for me to produce my own book and all those things. And fly, I was flying myself back and forth between New York and California to record. But you said turn off the fun. What, what do you mean by turn that? Turn off the fun. What does that mean? And that means like, oh, you can't go out and party every weekend. You know what I mean? You're gonna mm. miss, I missed a lot of parties. I missed a lot of movies. I missed a lot of events. But guess what? It all came right back. There will never be a lack of pretty women. Stop chasing them. Be, never, never be a lack of parties. Stop chasing that. Sit down, focus on your goals, and invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that I had spent of my own every month. You know what I mean? To get the book and the music and the music videos produced and paying this person over here and all the studio time and all that stuff. But guess what? Who's going to do it for me? Who's going to believe in your dream more than you? But now we're getting hit up by, you know, major uh, film companies who want to have part of our company. You and, know you know, I mean? and you made a very good point. I've seen people invest in all types of things. They invest in stocks, 401ks. Yeah. But when it comes to investing in themselves, people don't want to do that. So right. I, I commend you for, for doing that. For Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm trying to kill this nine to five, uh, uh, 100%. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and that's the only way to be able to do it is by investing in yourself. You know, build your own rocket ship when the, when the master is asleep on your slave ship. Build, build it. Build it. And someone will, will come in and want to invest. And that's exactly what my story is. And that's what I've been grateful for. And we've been turning down offers. You know? That's so, beautiful, man. yeah, been very grateful. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is King Cavalli, and Absolutely. it has been an amazing interview. I mean, I'm very excited. I learned a lot of things about you. Just for just for um, clarity, please go ahead and give out your um, your all your social media so people know how to reach out to you. Your artists, plug them in right now. Absolutely, so absolutely. So again, my uh, my author name is um, Leonardo Cavalli. Um, book's called Twenty Four and Divorce. On IG, you can follow me. That's King K I N G underscore Cavalli, which is C A V A. L L I. Again, that's C A V A L L I. Again, that's King underscore Cavalli. C A V A L L I. So and you can I, find And I have it. to plug somebody really quickly. Yes. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please check out my friend DJ. He runs that co op that I spoke about that King Cavalli did his first book signing at. It is called the Main Beauty Co op and it's created by maintenance artists. It's on 150 West 30th Street, um, storefront one, and that is in Manhattan. Thank you for supporting 95 Killers Podcast and the amazing King Cavalli. Give it up. Peace. The 95 Killers Podcast is now available for your listening pleasure on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher.